Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to improve themselves, overcome obstacles, and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. This is late, and it's another good reason. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, If you follow me on Instagram at About Progress, you might have seen that our newborn had to have emergency surgery last week on Thursday. Uh, His intestines were twisted, and um, there's a whole long story behind how we knew that was the case, how we knew when to go in and to ask for certain tests and all that. I've put those in my highlights of my Instagram account, if that helps, if you're just curious and wondering how he's doing, how the recovery went, and we spent five days in the PICU after, and he really did make a miraculous recovery, and I don't say that lightly. We definitely should have been in the PICU for much longer, so we are just so grateful to be back home, and now I'm getting emotional, so we're really, really grateful to have him home. And that he is alive and well, and especially grateful to live now when we could do something about it. So because of all that happened, I didn't um, air this episode as originally planned last Friday. And I also didn't record the episode I had planned for this Wednesday, which was supposed to be just me talking about Um, something I've been really thinking about lately. So instead, I'm airing it today. Um... I I figure better late than never, and this is still also related to our son, Elliot. If you haven't already listened to my interview with Laura Dugovic, go back and do that. She is a birth educator who believes that all women should feel empowered to have the birth they want, regardless of method. Um, So she and I talked about a month and a half ago about my own huge fears of childbirth, and she gave me a lot of tools and tips and instructed me on how to take back my experience, regardless of what I ended up doing for pain medication, but just to help me get over the big fears I have had in my mind about labor and delivery. In the show notes, I've also linked to the resources that Laura shared with me here. If you would also like to look into her resources that she has, such as the affirmations. So definitely go back and check that out. I've linked to that in the show notes if you haven't already listened. And if you have, this is kind of a continuation of that episode. This is round two. 
I just called Lara and I recorded the whole phone conversation we had. And this is an unedited phone conversation I have with Lara about the birth. So I could tell her about it and tell you kind of two for one there. So I hope you like it and that your your curiosity can be appeased. Um, I'm always loving to hear people's birth stories. I always want to know more about it. So if you're like that, then this episode is for you. Next week, we'll be back on track with our normal scheduling and I'll be airing my interview, my third round with Dina Alexander of Educate and Empower Kids. This one is going to be on pornography, how to teach our kids about pornography and how to empower them to choose to make better choices. Uh, Definitely tune in for that. She is fantastic and I learned so much from her. So that's it for today. I'm not even going to say goodbye at the end. Just know I'm so grateful for you, your love and support. Grateful for the many messages we received, especially for your prayers. And I'm getting emotional again. I do believe they worked. Even if you were just sending me positive vibes, it worked. And I'm really, really grateful for this community we've built together. So let's turn to my phone conversation with Lara. Hello. Hi, Lara. Hi, how <laughs> are you? Thanks so much. I'm great. I'm really excited to talk to you because you kind of perform oh some miracles for me. Oh, my goodness. I have been wanting to talk to you so badly. And I feel like right after a baby's hair, I just want to stay out of everybody's hair and let you enjoy your experience. But oh, I have been dying so to awesome. talk to you. So good. I'm glad it's not one sided because, um, yeah, I've been really wanting to talk to you too. I'm like, I've got to talk to her and tell her what happened and, and how it helped everything we talked about and, um, your, your, um, affirmations too. I use them so much. That makes me so happy. Kate. So very, very first, I want to know, didn't you usually, you usually have your babies early. Didn't you I go? Know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It was nuts. It was so nuts. I don't know what happened, but for two, two and a half weeks, I had labor. Like, I had labor. It wasn't just, like, Braxton Hicks. It wasn't false alarms. It was just labor, like, off and on. Um, It's so crazy because, yeah, I would see your posts and you're, like, breathing through contractions. I can tell that you're, you know, I mean, your Instagram stories, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to go to the hospital. Like this is happening. And then the next day you'd be like at the park with your kids. And I'm like, oh my goodness, (laughs) she's having a lot of contractions. It was so weird. I don't know if it was stress or, um, one of my friends who was really into birth, um, like the day after we went, we actually did go to the hospital and, you know, I was walking the halls and they were really steady and, you know, They were hurting and all that. But then when I was, you know, when they put me on the monitor, suddenly they would die down. And she was like, these aren't really real. And they sent me home. And the next, I'm like, these are real. This is what it feels like after a whole day of Pitocin. Like, this is real. But my friend said it sounded like, is it prodormal labor? Or how do you say it? Oh, oh, right. Like, if baby's posterior? Yeah. And so she, like, told me some positions to do the next day kneeling down and some kind of inversion stuff and and it and it did die off a lot so I think he might have been just switching positions for one of those weeks and then the second one wasn't as bad as the first week with the labor stuff but yeah it was like it was so weird I'm I'm like I'm always early 
and mm-hmm. it's always really fast and and um and it usually starts with my water breaking and so two out of those three still uh, proved to be my normal case but this time he was two days late oh wow that's a lot when you're expecting at around 38 weeks you know two extra weeks <laughs> yeah. at two days is a long time yeah, so, it was nuts, but I don't know. Maybe he's just giving me more time because it was a stressful, stressful month leading up to him coming. And then the week he was born, um, the first thing that happened was our sewage overflowed like into up, up our pipes and into our house. And then, which happens a lot in our neighborhood, apparently. And wow. then our toilet stopped working for two days. Like I had to go to Safeway to go to the bathroom. And it was because we only have one toilet. And then, um, and then our car broke down and then he was born, you know, at the end of that week, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know if this is stress or what, but anyway, so yeah, he came rock star. It's so good for moms to hear, like, especially expectant moms to hear everything you went through and like what other moms go through because it really helps put everything in perspective that even though you've normally been a 38 week kind of girl, yeah. it's crazy. The body can really just do different things. And sometimes the body does send signals, right? Um, if you're under a lot high amounts of stress, we have, um, we have evolved, you know, we have instincts that, that basically are like, if you don't feel safe to have a baby, your body will be like, Oh, we shouldn't have a baby right now. Right. Wow. Because it, Back then, it could it could actually be the difference between life and death if a mom is yeah. under a ton of because she's being you know tracked or she, there's not enough food or she's being transient migrating from one place to another. Like a pregnant mom moving is or renovating is such a hard thing because your body doesn't know the difference between you lost your home and you're migrating a thousand miles or you know you're redoing your kitchen. The stress yeah. hormones do. Things. So sometimes the body just goes, it's not safe yet. Let's like hold off. Right. That so is nuts. I believe it. I totally believe it. Cause I feel like that's what happened to me. And I, I think he just needed some, some more time in there too, because he was still, yeah. he was my second smallest baby, which we also did not expect. So who right. knows? He so must have needed more time. I want to hear. So when did it start? Like, tell me exactly what happened. Like when did labor start or did water break? What happened? Well, it was, same, it was the same um, thing I was having for those two weeks, you know, just like periods of the day, like a, a lot of each day feeling like I'm in labor again, like here it is. And, <laughs> um, but my doctor went out of town on a Friday. And so Saturday and Sunday, I just, like after that terrible week, I, I literally laid in bed for like six hours straight on Saturday and read a whole book, start to finish, yeah. which I haven't done yeah. in years. And, you know, bless my husband. So that kind of solved, that calmed things down. I think I just needed a day to rest. And then Sunday I was feeling, you know, better. But then Monday, it was my husband's first day of paternity leave. And I'd already gotten my membranes stripped twice the week before just because um, I had been in so much, um, you know, pain off and on. And my... You know, and my doctor knows me and she's like, I know if we just, you know, mix things up a little bit in there, that might be all he needs, but it didn't do the trick. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, Monday, Brad and I went to the doctor and I got my membrane stripped for the third time. And then she was like, you know, let's just 
meet me, meet me at the hospital later today. If we can just get these contractions steady again, meet me at the hospital. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I did. I just, I walked a lot before that. Then I walked a lot after I even jumped on the trampoline and, um, (laughs) yeah now it's time I can finally move because I was scared to move for like two weeks so um but yeah so they were they were they were consistent and and hard and all that but I was listening to your affirmations like off and on all day I had been I'd been by by the way I'd been practicing those like I'd been listening to them um most mornings at least you know, at least, at least one time a day. So it wasn't like obsessive, but it was enough that it still a turn, it kicked in when I needed it to. But I listened to it a lot that day, like on the trampoline. Um, <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. So then we just met her at the hospital. Well, actually we didn't meet her. We went there, um, we dropped our kids off and then to our, my in-laws and then we went to the hospital at two and the nurse did the same thing, you know, as a different nurse, like, she's like, hmm. Nothing's really happening here. I'm like, no, it's real. <laughs> and if my water breaks, like, he's going to be here right away, I promise. Right. And, You're like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and she's like, no, but normally with labor, with labor, if it's real, even when you lay down, like, when they were monitoring me, she's like, it still continues. I'm like, but that's not how it works for me, even on Pitocin. Right. So she's like, okay, you know, but she'd been talking to my doctor and I think my doctor was like, yep, keep her there. And like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're going to admit you. They were like more surprised. Monica, I swear. I love that. As a doula, I've seen it time and again. It's like they, they don't believe the mom. Right. And sometimes they do, but like, yeah, yeah. You know, and then the doctor says it. They're like, oh, okay, fine. (laughs) Cause that's who, you know, like that's kind of the change. I know. I was so glad that she would would do that for me because I mean, I'm sure it's frustrating for her too to be like, so are you in labor or aren't you like, is this, are you a hypochondriac or is this real? (laughs) Um, but yeah, my first, the first time I went, the, the nurse even, and she, she was very nice, very professional. And you know, she was like, I'm so glad you came in, but it looks like you're not going to have a baby tonight. You know, she was very professional, but I could just tell she's like, this isn't real. And you know, good luck. (laughs) I feel like, sorry, sorry to disappoint. No, and I know they have so many moms come in and out. And yes. especially with labors, though, it's very tricky because you know that you have a 30-minute window to either have a baby in a car or have yeah. a baby in a hospital. Like, that's the difference, exactly. you know, and you know that. But the nurses do see so, so much. So they kind of have a normalcy bias that they measure everything against. Yeah. And so it's great, you know, that your doctor kind of said, no, keep her around. And yeah, that's good. Yeah. And that definitely came into play when I actually gave birth. But, you know, even that first, you know, false alarm, she said at the end, you know, your records show that last time they broke your water at five and you had them three and a half hours later. I'm like, no, that those records are wrong. I'm like, I promise. I know what time she broke my water. It was at seven and I had them at eight. And she didn't mm-hmm. believe me. But when I went to the doctor, you know, a few days later, she's like, uh-uh. <laughs> she's like, my notes show, you know. So it was just one of those things. It was just one of those frustrating moments where I'm like, I'm not, you know, Crazy. imagining how my other births right. were. Like, I know. And I know how this is. But anyway, back yes. to the day. I'm sorry. I got off track. But so we just walked the halls there a lot. And my doctor came after her office hours, like, at 6. So I thought... 
um, oh, when is she going to come? Because all I need is her water, her to break my water. But I was also like, when she came through the door, I was like, oh, you're just the person I wanted to see and not the person I wanted to see. Because <laughs> now I know what's coming. <laughs> you know, it's real now. And I, by that point, my feet were really tired. So I was just rocking on a ball. So, um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of that. It was, um, one, just one of those days I was just feeling really scared, honestly, still, but I kept listening to your affirmations and I kept just trying to like breathe and, and like pray and just harness into the things we talked about and to, to just, um, calm myself down and, and put myself in a place where I wasn't going to freak out, you know, and it didn't mean that I wasn't going to be afraid, but I just kept trying to think about the things that are in your you know, the, what was the, right. the one where you said, I am, I am a warrior, but you say someone, I'm a powerful warrior. Yes. I'm a powerful warrior. And, and that one was coming, that one, I was listening to it without the earbuds in right after, right before she came to break my water. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I always chuckle at that part. <laughs> Cause it just is one of those <laughs> funny phrases, right? I'm a powerful it's warrior. A it's a little dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? I kept thinking about for like the next hour after my water was broken, I'm like in real labor and right into transition was that phrase. It kept coming in my head over and over. And I was like, that is so crazy that that's, that's what's coming up. So, so right after she broke my water, it was like, and I don't know if I'm not letting you interject any questions or comments. I'm realizing. Yeah, no, you're great. Um, I'm like, do you hear this all this time? Are you bored of birth stories by now? I can't. No. I'm, oh my gosh. I'm crazy obsessed. I, like totally I obsessed. It. I just think it's so, yeah. No, and it's so amazing. It's interesting how many women do like say, they connect with, I am a powerful warrior because really? even like what you said, yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. And what, what you said, you know, you said, you know, their fear was still there, which it is yeah. there, but warriors, know that what they're doing is scary. Like, right. They know that it's not that it's easy and it's not that they, they get rid of all fear. It's that they power through it in a way, you know, that it's like, it's not going to be the end of me. Right. Like I'm going to move through. it. And so I think that something on a really visceral level, we all just connect with that because it's a mental game. And like we talked about a lot in our last chat, it was like, so much of everything is just mental. It's just what our thoughts are about things. So if we can rein in the thoughts or at least keep the stream, you know, kind of going in the direction we want it to, even if we take a lot of steps back, if we can get on track at any point and kind of level off, when we control those thoughts, we control everything else where the body is the servant of the mind. So I just love that. That's another one of your affirmations. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that because it's totally true. The mind does control everything. So, and it's funny because I was—I don't mean to look at it as some kind of um, like like everybody needs to have a natural birth or anything like that. It was more about the fear. I just wanted to feel empowered while through it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to feel myself. And for me, that meant I didn't want to have an epidural because for me, I hated that. I, I didn't hate it, but I really didn't like that experience of feeling. Mm-hmm tethered, you know, and, um, tied down and same thing with Pitocin. I really didn't want Pitocin because of that. And luckily my doctor knew that that wouldn't do any good for me anyway. And the only breaking the water would. So I'm glad she backed me on that and didn't make me 
get Pitocin. Um, but yeah, just, just knowing that what I wanted was to feel some level of pain, but deal with it better than before that helped me Mm -hmm. through it too. Just having, holding my choices to my heart, you know? Yes. That's so fantastic. So it was, it was kind of, it was, um, I think because I hadn't been on, on Pitocin all day, like I had my prior two births, like, cause my first one went, you know, I didn't even have a single contraction and my water broke and I had her two hours later, but my boys, I was on Pitocin all day. So when they broke my water, I had them within an hour. And I think that probably was because of the Pitocin running through me this time it was an hour and 45 minutes. So I had a little bit more time to kind of gather my thoughts after she broke my water. It wasn't like I went right into into transition like I did with my boys. I had a little more time to adjust and to get used to things. So, um, that's great. Yeah, it was helpful. Five minutes from the time she broke your water to Uh the time baby was okay. And I was at a three, just like I was with my, my prior two births as well. Even after whole days of Pitocin, I was at a three with both of those two. So, um, and even after two weeks of laboring and stripping my, my membranes three times and, you know, like walking 12 miles, it said on my watch that day, it was still at a three. So, um, yeah, yeah. so she, you know, she broke my water and she stepped out and then the nurse who I had had, you know, for a few hours, she was awesome, but she was just kind of sticking around. She was supposed to go off her shift at seven thirty, So she, my nurse or my doctor had broken it at six, my waters. And so it just was slowly kind of getting more intense. And then I just was standing next to my bed and I had the ball on the bed and I would just, I was just swaying back and forth. It was weird how much movement helped me kind of just focus my thoughts and made me feel like I was doing something to, to cope with things. And then when I'd have a contraction, I'd just lean over the ball and rock forward and back, or sometimes I'd decide, and I, and, um, and my husband would, you know, push against my back, um, which was helpful. But then probably after, you know, maybe I, I think I'd had probably a half hour before my labor really had kicked in. So an, another half hour of laboring that way, um, like around, um, seven, I was like, I'm, I'm ready to try the laughing gas now. Like I'm ready to start using that. They're getting really intense and I want to know what these are, I know how I'm going to respond to laughing gas before it gets right. real, real. You... Yes. Okay. So, um, it took him a while to set that up and then the anesthesiologist had to come in to just like go over the pros and cons of laughing gas. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they realized the actual tanks they had weren't working. So then they had to go get another one. And so oh, by that time I'm like, Oh, I really am feeling it. But I wasn't like feeling panicked yet. I just wanted to know what it was like for how I was going to respond to it. And once I put it on, have you seen anyone use it before Laura? I have never in birth that is new in the, like it's really picked up steam in the last couple of years that I haven't been practicing actively as a doula because of my work stuff now. Yes. Well, I so- haven't seen it. It's interesting, though, because when you breathe in, it makes a um, a rattling noise. So, right. like, at first, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like this because the sound. But um, it ended up helping me. The sound was really like weird. It, like, I would like hear the, the sound. Right? Pardon? Uh-huh. So the sound, like, kind of picks up a rhythm, right? Because every yes. time you breathe 
it does something. Yeah, it's like making this big rattling sound, but I would breathe in for four seconds and with a rattling sound, and then I'd breathe out for four seconds with the rattling sounds, and then like coupled with leaning over the ball on the bed, you know, and I was standing and then yeah. rocking and swaying and my husband pushing against my hips. It was like it helped me get into rhythm. And I didn't feel any different when I had the the mask on my face. Like, I could still fully feel all the pain. Um, mm-hmm. My doctor described it ahead of time. She's like, you still feel everything, but you just don't care. And it wasn't that way for me. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. I, I still care about this. <laughs> this still really, <laughs> really hurts. And I know... And I know, I know I've been on both sides, so I know with and without it, what it feels like, but what Mm. it did is it made me so I could think it was, Mm. it didn't like make me high and it didn't make me like all loopy and it didn't make me happy. It just made me, it helped me concentrate. Yeah. You were able to stay in a clear space, right? Like you were, that is really cool. It's, it's weird because I didn't even feel, I didn't feel different with it on my face. When I took it off, that's when I could feel like, oh, okay, so I, this is, this is helping. I can, I feel different when I take it off, but when I put it back on, I don't, I don't feel like I'm getting <laughs> numb or, right. or weird. It was, it's hard to explain, but it, it just helped me think. So like while I'm doing these hard contractions, probably 15 minutes with the mask, I was like, you know, I could tell, I, I could think and I could get centered into my body more. Instead of feeling so afraid and clenching up, I was able to think words in my head like open, open. And I was thinking your powerful warrior stuff. And I, but I was thinking some two words I went in ahead of time. One was, um, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting them. <laughs> but one, <laughs> one was like, um, you know, open was one that I thought of a lot, but the other one was, um, I am strong. You know, I, I am strong. So I just thought, I thought those things and your affirmations kept coming in. So I was able to think, but then I could tell I'm like, okay, I'm going through transition now. So like I took my mask off, you know, you take them off in between contractions. And I told the nurse, I'm going through transition now. And I, and I, you know, and then I put the mask back on for the next one. And she was like, okay, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and it's like, she doesn't believe me, but it's okay. And the next nurse came in to, to, you know, sh- shift. So this is like seven fifteen, And yeah. then at one point, like, you know, stuff starts coming out <laughs> when you're at the tele end of transition. And, right. and so that nurse, um, like while I was standing, she's like, Monica, I'm just hi here. I'm so and so. I'm just going to reach up here. <laughs> you know, I'm standing and I'm like, yes. okay. And ow, that hurt. And she's like, yeah, she's she's at a nine and almost just a little bit left. Oh and, my goodness. And I think that Brad's was like, the other nurse was like, what? Right. Because <laughs> I hadn't even. Like I'd I'd only been in like real labor for probably forty forty five minutes by that point, yeah. Because I didn't come in right away, and also I hadn't been like f- I hadn't been freaking out, <laughs> like getting really upset. Oh, I love she can't believe you. Like that's my favorite thing as a doula to have these moms who yeah they've done my course, we've worked and worked right, and they're yeah. like they've come to the hospital in transition before, and wow. they're like well no, sewing them up, and I and I say to them all the time I'm like hey my clients have babies in cars. A lot. Mm. Like, I've had clients on the living room floor have babies. I've had clients. Wow. These are hot births. I'm like, no, no, no. you got to listen because she's probably further. And then sure enough, I'm like, and I always just tell my moms, okay, just you have to say, okay, I need you to check me because they, you're so yeah. calm and you're still moving. I mean, you're moving. 
You're just not yeah. completely, you're not, you're not exhibiting the behavior that they're used to seeing that goes hand in hand with, tr- with transition. So I just love that. I always giggle so hard when, you know, like, uh-huh, sure. I mean, and who would expect out of all people? I mean, the other births that I had without, you know, any medication was completely different at that point. I mean, I not only was terrified, like full of fear, but I was out of control physically. Like I was totally the movies, like the woman freaking out and screaming yeah. in pain. And this time I was like centered. I they was still feeling all you. of it, but what'd you say? They weren't even believing you were in transition this time because you no. weren't look like it. But it was so weird for me too. Like I remember thinking, wow, this is so different. Like I remember feeling, thinking like, this is so cool. This is so different. And, um, you know, and I do think that laughing gas had a lot to do with it too. But like I said, the pain uh-huh. isn't taken away. Like it's so, it's ha- so hard to explain, but I was, the fear was lessened because I could think. So, you know, after I said that and then, um, they did, kind of didn't believe me. Oh, you know, I had told, I said, I'm almost ready to push. And that's when that new nurse was like, hi. And yes. Oh, wow. You, you are just about there. And then my doctor came in and they're like, okay, let's get you on the bed, Monica. And it was like, it felt so much like my first labor. Like I just, I knew what I needed to do. And I was like, there's no way I can do this on my back. Is it okay if I go on my knees? I just can't imagine doing this on my back. Mm-hmm. And my doctor had said, like my last birth, when I told her, or my, you know, my first one with her, I said, I delivered my first on all fours. Is that okay with you if that happens again? She's like, that's really not a good position for birth. You know, she went on like some kind of thing, but but this time she was like, yeah, do whatever you want, you know? So I just got on all fours. I was kind of like, um, like a high, I don't know. It was more like I was kneeling down and I was just rocking up on the higher part of the bed and I was still swaying and rocking and, you know, putting the mask on during contractions and taking, taking them off in between and kind of chatting a little bit here and there just to ask mm-hmm. questions and, but then um, Brad said I just started going back further and further off. Like I was almost off the bed, and that's when my doctor was like, "Okay, Monica, you're you're almost off the bed now, so you can't go back <laughs> any farther." And that's okay. when I started to feel like this was around seven thirty, um, maybe seven twenty-five. Brad Brad was the one keeping track of time at this point. Is when I started like feeling. Like, I could tell my body was going into pushing, and then I just was trying to, like, help it. And that's when things are really hard. Like, I know other women feel that um, that's when they're able to not feel as much pain. But for me, that's the peak. That's okay. when that's when I could, I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> but right. I was also, like, able to think through it and just think, Monica, open and just push, just push through it. And, you know, my doctor helped me and and I could hear my doctor, you know, at my back with, you know, oh, I can't even, I don't even know what that image is like. (laughs) Because I think I was all, Brad was like, I couldn't take any pictures. It was too, um, like there was nothing that I couldn't get around. (laughs) There wasn't a good angle for that. There was no good angle for, to take pictures. (laughs) So important, like to say, I totally labored exactly what you're saying. That is yeah. what I did. Yeah, really? I loved it. It feels so good. So for women listening, they've got to know, like, try hands and knees. I also oh, put the so my wife had the idea to put the birth ball under my stomach, like so. I was kneeling on the oh, bed, yeah. and the bed was up high. And I've yes. told this position. 
so many moms have loved this, but I would pull against the back of the bed and I'd press my body into the birth ball. Yeah. And that felt so good. Like, it's like what you're saying. Sometimes you're just seeking any sort of physical, like just the sense of control. You obviously don't have control, right? Like, I mean, we don't have control over the, you know, the contractions are their own thing. They're going to come and go as they please at that point. It's an independent muscle. But, um, but it gave me that sense of control. Like I was taking thing, and it felt so good. So I'm so glad you explained that the way that you're positioned, because that's a great one to try for women who are especially laboring naturally, of course, because with epidural, you have the use of your legs, but if you want to kind of ease into different positions, that's a great one. So, and it's one of the ones, honestly, I am the last person to choose that position right? because I am like a never nude. I am the opposite of feeling free (laughs) and open. You know, that's like the worst possible thing I can imagine for my own modesty. Um, fact, I don't know, (laughs) but like, that's the other side to it is your body knows what's going to help you get through it. And that, that's what it was for me. That's what I needed. So, um, So, yeah, I was just, Brad said I was rocking back and forth during contractions and then getting farther and farther back. And, um, and I could hear my doctor behind me. She kept saying like, this is amazing. This is amazing. (laughs) And the other nurse was kind of sticking around and she ended up leaving five minutes before I, um, pushed him out. So I felt bad she missed it. But then this other nurse just kept coming up quietly to my ear, the new nurse. I didn't even, I didn't even know what she looked like. My eyes were closed the whole time that she had come in and she was just whispering like, or talking softly in my ear when, when she could tell I was starting to get overwhelmed or scared about the next one. Cause I'm, this is the pushing part, which is mm-hmm. awful. You know, there's no other way to describe it, but I still was able to think, but she just whisper or talk softly and say, you're doing great, mama. You're doing great. You've got this Monica. You're doing it. You know, it's just so reassuring. And then I had Brad, you know, he was still, you know, trying to like, we didn't prep a ton, you know, I, he was just like, what do you need from me when you're going through it then? Cause he asked me, he's like, do you want an epidural at any point? And I was like, you know what? I just don't. And I could tell that I disappointed him cause he doesn't want me to go through it. Um, because right. of how, how to scared I was other times, but he's like, well, okay, so what will help you? And my God, I think just the back thing. And if you can just have your hand on me. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what he did, you know, so I could feel his hand on my upper back, you know, and reassuring and he's saying things. My doctor behind me is saying things. And that nurse is softly talking to my ear when I no- most need it. And then I can tell, like, even though I'm able to think, I'm, my body's just making sounds. You know, I just, I just was starting to make those sounds like I, I do at the end. And I was, um, and I was just trying to push really, really hard through it and long and like think about open. I can feel him right there. I can feel him like coming, you know, so close to being out. It's the weirdest feeling. Um, so hard to describe, but that's when Brad like said the best thing. He was like, this, these are the sounds you make at the end, Monica. <laughs> these are the sounds you make at the end. And I was like, okay, good. You know? And I just knew if I just pushed through that and make all the sound I needed to, then he'd be out. And that's what happened. I just pushed and made all those weird animal noises into my mask, which helped muffle him. And then he came out and, and it was just crazy. He was there. 
and I felt so much more with it than I did. Like my first, I felt traumatized after pushing her out and shocked. And with him, I was just like, I just felt strong. You know, it was what I had hoped for. Um, you know, even if I had gotten an epidural, I just wanted to feel strong and like myself. And I felt that way. And I, I still didn't feel like I had that transcendent experience so many women have, but I, I felt different than I have with any other. I felt like powerful, you know, in ways I didn't with the others. And that was it. <laughs> I don't know if that. Oh my goodness. No, um, that is so amazing just because. I will tell you, um, you know, we didn't talk at all before we first talked, right? The mm-hmm. first time we talked on your podcast was just like, that's when I learned everything about your situation and yeah. and your past births. And I remember thinking after we talked, you know, there was so much to cover. And anytime I'm talking to a mom and hoping to give her nuggets to prepare her for her birth, you know, there's so much to cover. And I feel like it's it can be overwhelming because you're like, you hope that you touch on the most important things and whatever. But I remember coming away from that conversation and thinking, wow, she is so brave to even be trying this again, like to want to want to reconcile it in your own mind and within within your own experience. Right. I mean, I think it's so fitting that your podcast is about progress because you (laughs) are like you're not you're no hypocrite with that. It's crazy that you are like. That didn't feel good, right? You're like, this, yeah. I felt out of control. This felt terrifying. I know that I completely lost control in these situations. But most of us, myself included, at different times in our lives with different trials, a lot of times you just turn tail and run, right? It's yep. like you could have gone, oh, two kids is enough. Three kids is enough. I'm done. I'm never facing that again. And I just think it's so incredible. And it is so empowering that you just went headlong into it again and you you got additional tools, and I think yeah, it's so incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible that they're using laughing gas. I just think mm-hmm. what an incredible, minimally invasive way to help yeah. women eat. Like, I love the effect of laughing gas on me. I actually have a lot of anxiety with the dentist. Yeah. I've talked to my dentist before. Like, I literally oh, gave my, my dentist <laughs> They yeah. did the rubber Oh, right. They were doing like a root canal and they did a rubber dam in my throat when I was little. And oh, I believed yeah. that like back of my throat. So I, he was suffocating me. So I beat oh. him to like, I beat him up. Wow. And so, um, it was, and so laughing gas helps me <laughs> deal with uh-huh. the dentist. Right. Yeah. And I can't believe we, I just, I can't believe we're just now thinking, Oh, this would be awesome for birth. Like I'm so excited about that element of it, well, but I just think you it's, you can take incredible. it off too. So like, it's, it is different, but that's what I think is good. Cause I was on laughing gas to get my wisdom teeth out, which is a long story in and of itself. Why? Um, but right. from, from then I was totally high. Like I remember being like, I am sleeping through this, you know, but with the birth, you take yes. it off, you know, you only have yeah, it on so a minute at a time. It. Yeah. So. And if you don't like the effect on you, right, you can take it off and yeah. not put it back on. And so and I just think that's really incredible. But how amazing that you, you know, that you went headlong into this. I just think, and I'm so, so happy to hear that it actually was rewarding. Yeah. Instead of, you know, anything and it, else. <laughs> it helped me to know, because it was scary going into that and knowing, you know, I basically shut the door on any possibility of an epidural once she broke my water. Like, that was it. I knew if, if I didn't already have an enemy, that was it. 
Um, so that was scary mm-hmm. because I didn't know how laughing gas would work for me. Like I thought it would probably make me throw up, honestly. But, um, mm-hmm. but knowing, but also knowing that I, I had some way to help me manage it was really, really helpful with the fear I had going into it. So that, that yeah. was the perfect medium for me. And I don't know that it, the, the best thing about it, like I've said many times is just, it helped me think. So, um, but that's yes. when the preparation comes in too. And I have to say, Laura, I don't feel like I was super prepared. Like that's one of my all or nothing, um, demons comes into play. Cause it's like, you only started listening to affirmations like six weeks ago. You're not going to be ready, you know? And, and I right. did, like I had done it later on in, in my, in my, um, pregnancy and I wasn't super obsessed of OCD prepping with it. Um, but I was doing the affirmations and I was thinking and I was, but so that's also, I think, good for people to know it doesn't have to be so intensive and for it to still help regardless of what you end I think up if the affirmations yeah if the affirmations take root I've had clients come to me at 38 weeks and within wow. two weeks when things take root in your heart like you're completely like you know that it is true for you it, it can, you can have a different, you can have a different experience within two weeks. I would recommend wow. more, right? Because yeah. conditioning is strong. But it sounds to me like you just really, on your journey, you, so many essential truths, just through your podcast interviews too, like through all of these amazing people you're talking to every week, I think those truths are taking root in your life. And I've had so many moms yeah. who say to me, I'm so sad that this chapter is over because now I'm not preparing for this baby anymore. And I told my husband, I said, I want to do postpartum affirmations, right? Like I have everything yeah. that I, I know intuitively what my baby needs and I know, and some of those are built into my program already, but yes. I tell my clients all the time, don't stop. There are so many great, and I know affirmations are so cheesy, you guys. I get it. Like Monica, <laughs> yeah. like the Stuart Smalley, those of us in the SNL days, right? The Stuart uh-huh. Smalley, like enough, yeah. I'm smart enough and hug on it. People like me, mm-hmm. I get it. But, but you know what it is? It's, Anytime, and a lot of people find this with a scripture study or with, you know, going to like really big personal development type seminars. But when your body, when you, your mind absorbs truth first thing in the morning, just any sort of truth, right? That's mm-hmm. true about who you are, why you're here, um, any of those truths, it's like it changes the set point for your day, yeah. right? Where when you're doing these things, it just changes. So I always encourage my clients, like, Find other affirmation programs or find a study, pick, you know, pick a great book that you read every day for 10 minutes to start your day because my clients, that's the number one thing. They're like, I just am going to miss this time. And I also do think we also, we miss the time with our children, like our babies inside of us Mm -hmm. too. So there's that aspect as well that, you know, we, that's such a special time. And I love that, that women are taking time to highlight those moments while they're pregnant but how, okay, so how are you feeling right now? I'm dying to know, like, yeah. how's your recovery been? Oh, that's all been good, too. And, you know, your your baby, you have a baby love affirmation part. And um, that was something, too, like I think I had said that I'm not, I, 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 I usually require some time to connect after. But I think that's also because I don't, didn't take as much time to connect while pregnant, you know? And so doing your, your little affirmations there of connecting with the baby that has helped me after too. I have felt more connected, um, oh, that's, um, which is really great. So the past week, 
you know, I still don't enjoy, (laughs) I don't enjoy learning how to nurse again. And that can feel really overwhelming and, and, you know, just taking showers again with, with all the different ouches all over your body and, and recovery and enlarged bosoms. And, you know, it's really (laughs) painful, but it's, it's, it's literally been a week. Like, you know, we started this interview like right after he was born a week ago, um, that same time. And I have, I have had a fantastic recovery. Like I'm almost done, like completely done bleeding. Um, the, the nursing is going well. I'm not in pain anymore with that, you know? And I, I, I walked all around target today and I was like, well, I probably shouldn't have done that. Like that. I felt (laughs) like I'm not actually going (laughs) to go on a walk, but I'm feeling really good. And I feel um, you know, it's, I've, I've had help. My husband was home for that first week and my mom's here now and I can feel some of the stress creeping up with the kids when they're all jumping around me at the same time. But I do feel, mm-hmm. I do, do feel more centered than I, than I was with other times and soaking up this time with the baby. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. Well, as, as one of your favorite Instagram followers, um, <laughs> you cannot overpost that baby. So just so you know, I I've think been I terrible everyone. about posting. <laughs> I've been so oh. bad. And, and I didn't, I didn't for a few days after he was born because we weren't sure if we were going to say his name. Cause I don't say my, I don't, I haven't said my other kids' names. Um, right. online, but I mean, I say it there, it's, it's Elliot, <laughs> but I, I'm still like, I'm still going to guard that and not talk about it a lot, but I just, that was part of the conundrum. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't, I just didn't know what to do quite. So I just thought it would, in the end, it's okay for me to share his name once. And Oh, he, he is so cute. I loved really I love that darling. name. Yeah. And oh, it, so it, it fits really well with all our other names too. So it, He's very sweet. He's very blonde. We've, we've yes. never had someone's like a. I he might be redhead. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Oh, that'll be so fun. No, I just love it. So just well, and of course, you know, enjoy enjoy these moments because they're amazing. But whenever yeah. you get a chance, for sure, Kate, take more cute pictures of your cute family because I, I know I've like spying, you know, watching for any updates. Well, I've I have been, been terrible right. about that. My sister was like, what? You haven't sent me any photos. And I looked through my phone. I'm like, that's because I've only taken a few videos. Like right? I just let Brad take a lot of pictures. So I, I thought, oh man, I can't believe I've already fallen into not doing, I mean, I just, I, I think I've just had my head oh, with, with him. Maybe and, heaven. No, you yeah. need to just be heaven and do whatever you want to do. So like, don't feel obligated, but never no, feel I like I want to, you know? because I'm like, what if that, you know, this is likely is, and I want to remember what they were, you know, what he was like so small and the siblings and, uh, you know, yeah. this phase. So it's, it's definitely feels like a really sweet time. So, oh, and I, I love, uh, yeah, I love connecting with them. It, it's, it's really, really, it's different. I feel like as a, after your first time, isn't it? You, you have a little bit more perspective of the late nights and the yes, you know, and and you fussies like, and all that. And I added infertility to mine. My boys yes. are seven years apart, and mm-hmm. and I did, and it helped my mom. My mom friends who like had kids consecutively quickly when they were feeling overwhelmed. Sometimes you know that perspective. You know, I just said this this moment is a blip, and I do that when I'm nursing and I'm delirious in the middle of the night, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I feel a little overwhelmed. I just would, yeah listen to their breathing and mm-hmm. just 
physically myself and just think this moment is going to fly. You know, I'm yeah. just going to it. And I loved what you said too about not using technology while you're nursing, about just being more present. And um, I think that's such a brilliant approach because it is, it just is this special time that if we slow down, we, you know, we can really enjoy it and we won't have any regrets later that it kind of just flew by and we wished, you know, their childhood away because we wanted them to hit the next milestone or the next or, definitely. You know. Yeah. And so. it's, it's sad though, what a pull that still is. I still feel that instinct every time I sit down with them to get my phone out and, and get doing things, you know, even if it's something important like an email, um, you know, but it's, it's a really good thing, I think, to resist for sure. And I, I have felt different about that for sure. It's helped. Yeah, I love that. When you said that, I did, I've done that in my own life. Like mm-hmm. when my kids are up, like when they get home from school, it's like, okay, hey, don't be on your phone. Like your kids go to bed at seven, Laura. Like you can yeah, get on as they're in bed, you know. So mm-hmm. I tried yeah, to remind that. that. Yep, it, it just, it was a great reminder to me to, to kind of slow down, you yeah. know, no matter what age. So exactly. Yeah, I think we're all, I, I'm going to need that reminder over and over again. We all go through different phases of being good and bad about that. But I think as long as you're trying, then you're doing a lot better than, than most in that regard. Yes, so true. But this, I just have to tell you what a great help that was. Like, I feel like that was an answer to so many prayers of things I was just looking for. But it, it you know, in the end, like, I look back on a week ago and I'm just so proud, and, you know, regardless of what had happened. Um, you know, even if I'd taken the epidural, but I had felt this strength like I did through it, that's what I wanted. And I hope that's what people take away from our conversation, too. It's just there's a difference in just a little preparation and, and trying to, um, I don't know, do it, do it your, do it your own way, even if that involves whatever it involves, you know, and I'm just so glad that I was connected with you and blessed by you. And I hope other people can too. Oh, thank you so much. No. And I loved talking with you. It hasn't, I mean, I do phone consulting and stuff and but it's been a while since I've been able to talk first with someone and just connect on this level, you know, about this mm-hmm. this process that I think is so incredible. And I love that you did this because I, I do think what you said is exactly right. It's women just need to know that they have choices. And what I say to women all the time is no matter what kind of birth you want to have, take this time to connect with and enjoy your baby. Take this time to to also give yourself, you know, the time it takes to decompress and to breathe deeply and to just have these conscious, these very mindful, aware moments each day that that kind of reset your own body as well as your baby's body. Um, but no, it is. It's like no matter what kind of birth you want, please know that you have choices. And I think that's what you illustrated so beautifully is that you just have to advocate for yourself, research, you know, to just find out what you want. Because a lot of women are surprised at what all of their choices are, you know, and so... I'm just grateful for the opportunity to chat with you about this kind of stuff because I think every single bit of any information or education that hits anyone else's ears is so empowering to women to just start digging a little deeper into what they, you know, so definitely. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, and I can imagine it's it's a lot though to help people through it. Um, so when did you get your website up? Is there some? Is that still something I can refer to? For people who at least want the affirmations or is that yes, something that is ready? Life is so crazy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's um 
it's not connected to my dot com, mm-hmm. but it's just it's www dot how to birth like a rock star. Um, and then it's dot ucraft like u c r a f t dot me. Okay. So that's the little builder website that I that I had, you know, to create it. Usually it's easier to connect it to a dot com, but if you go to it's dot ucraft dot me. Okay. So yeah, and they and can yeah fine. they can yeah. And what what will they see there if they go? So it has testimonials from a lot of my clients. I think about nine of my clients will add about nine more. A bunch of them have been coming in, and I just haven't had time to add them to the site. But okay. so a lot of testimonials, and then there are the four affirmation tracks, the ones that you've been using. Mm-hmm. So the baby love affirmations, the mindful mama affirmations, and then the morning and evening meditations, which help moms just, and they're under 10 minutes so that moms can start their day right and then end their day right. You can kind of recenter at the end caps of, of the day so that you can kind of get centered. And so you can buy them in a bundle or you can get them individually. If just one jumps out at you, you can also section it off individually. Great. So yeah. Yeah, I can't recommend them enough. They were, I mean, they worked, <laughs> you know, they I'm- really did. So and, and, and your voice is perfect for it on there, too. Oh, thank you. And that's actually my aunt's voice. We sound the same, oh, I know. That, you do sound so similar. I was like, oh, I just thought you were kind of got in a different zone for, oh, for yeah. recording. She, she's like one of my best friends, and I feel like she's like the slightly less abrasive version of my voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was, I did think it was softer, but I still thought it was you. Okay, that's good to know. Good job, aunt. I get that all the time. That's funny. That's funny. But yeah. Um, but no, so yeah, so thank you so much though. I'm glad you loved them. I, I, and I love, I am not tech savvy, but I did finally, you know, get myself pulled together enough to get them online because while I can't do regular classes and doula work, it has been so nice to know that at least those are out there to get scooped up and the music behind it is really simple. It does the same music as you probably noticed for each track because Mm -hmm. I don't want the music to take over the words. I want it to drown out noise, but other than that, to kind of just be very in the background, so anyway, like yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Makes me happy. No, I can't thank you enough. It was so so helpful. So um, I'll make sure that's in the, my show notes too. But um, I'm so glad, and, and thanks for taking the time, both the first time and this time, to talk to me. It I don't know. I I hope it's um, it, I, it feels one sided. Honestly, like I feel like I'm getting all the benefit from this. But um, oh, I, that's it. No. No, and it's crazy. And by the yeah, like I just I I've loved it. So anytime. <laughs> Good. No, we'll definitely keep in touch. This is not the end of this yes, friendship no, I, for sure. No, exactly. We have to stay in touch and just know, yeah, like if you have any questions or anything, please let me know. I don't, oh, you I know, totally I don't feel like major. So okay, hey, well enjoy, baby. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna go snuggle him right now and go steal him for my yes. mom. So <laughs> thanks. thanks again, Laura. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye, Monica. Bye-bye.